Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honoured that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. Hi, so nice to speak to you again on the podcast. If you are listening to this episode, though, you might be tuning in because you are feeling confused. Maybe you feel like hope was a flame on a candle and it's slowly dying down and you just don't know what you're supposed to do next. And we're talking today about if I if I'd had multiple failed cycles, what would I do next? Right. So I am in this space now where I'm, I guess, what would I say, fortunate enough or having the having had the insight and the great honor of walking alongside probably thousands of fertility warriors and having a bit of an inside look into their journey. And by thousands, I mean thousands of customers now, people who have done the Fertility Warrior Intensive, people who have purchased the Get Pregnant Pronto Pack, people who are in the Reset and who are in the fully supported community. And if you want to look at any of my programs or products, definitely head to my website. We've Honestly, we've added so much recently. So if there's next steps or things that you want to go and look at and check out, go to the website and have a little mosey around. But I have had this great honor of walking alongside a number of people on their journeys and being able to see them, what steps they take, what happens next, what things move the needle and what things can feel really empowering for people. And, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe there's the perception sometimes that, I work with people who like uh, maybe they're starting off on IVF and magically everything just works out and like the next cycle is the cycle where everything works out. That's definitely not the case. We have people in our communities, let's say fully supported, who are going through really big things, people who are having to make big decisions to consider whether donor eggs, donor sperm or donor embryos are right for them, people who have gone through multiple recurrent losses, people who come to us having been on the IVF roller coaster for five years, people who have been trying naturally and are just coming to terms with the possibility that IVF might be their next right step, all sorts of different people join our communities and definitely lots of people who've had multiple cycles. I've had multiple clients who have come to us who have done things like banking cycles, multiple people now who have done banking cycles who have then come out the other end with zero like genetically or euploid embryos. So what would I do if this is where I was at? And obviously you know that me being me, 
the thing that I would recommend is to have a support network, to have tools and resources. And that's what we, we have the reset, which is our six week program where we have fully supported, which is like the add on that comes with all sorts, community coaching, a huge portal of workshops, guest experts, all of that stuff. So look at the reset if you want more information. But obviously, as I'm sure you know, because I now fly the flag for this in my entire life, that would probably be the number one thing that I would recommend. However, that's not what I'm going to talk about. So what would be the first thing that I would do? If I had had multiple failed cycles, the number one first thing that I would do, if you haven't already, is to ask for a printout of all my test results, all of them, right from the start, so I could see how they changed, what tests they'd run, because so often these are a couple of the things that I see. I frequently see fertility specialists who they don't want to burden their clients or patients with things. And what happens though inevitably is they will say to their patients, "Mm, this all looks fine. Yep, it's all fine. It's all fine. And then, you know, we come later down the track and we say get a printout of the results. And then they will discover that, Actually, there were a number of tests that weren't even, haven't been run. Maybe it's that particular clinic's policy that they don't test particular things. But when you've had multiple failed cycles, there comes a point when you really want the full gamut of tests before forking out another $10,000, $30,000. And you're the patient who is spending a lot of money. So you have the right to be able to see what tests they've run and whether they've run all of the tests that you need for the point that you're at. So looking at, are there any gaps in the tests that they've run? Having a look at how frequently they've run the tests. If you had all of your testing done five years ago, and those tests have not been repeated. And this is a big, another big misconception that we have. Not everything stays the same. This, and this was definitely the case for us as well. When I went to the fertility clinic, what was going on for us was different to what it then became towards the end. So you might test negative for thyroid things when you start and then later test positive. Your hormones might be great when you start and then they might go downhill. The opposite can be true as well. You might go in there and something might be your AMH. They might come back and be like, this is trash. Okay, fine. But then you, AMH is anti-malarian hormone. It can fluctuate and it can change. I've seen people's AMH levels change quite significantly. And most of us don't realize that as well. So if you've had that tested five years ago, right, and then maybe your husband's sperm was had issues, maybe he's fixed that. <laughs> but then maybe something else has gone downhill. So it's almost like what you thought you were looking for is no longer there. So if they've run tests and the last test they've run were five years ago, it's time to get those tests refreshed, right? Uh, and then the very last thing that sometimes I see is people get testing done 
And the specialist goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. But actually one of them was, so when you get blood test results, I don't know if you've ever seen before, they're really usually very easy to interpret because the people who run the tests will write what your result is and then they'll have the reference range or the normal range on the next column. So it's super easy to interpret. Yes, I do recommend going and getting lists of like what are the other tests they can run, et cetera. But the other thing is they might go, yep, this is fine, but actually one or more areas are in the red and they've chosen to disregard and they for a number of reasons and not necessarily wrongly so, but they've chosen that, you know, that part of the result might not be relevant. Or maybe the reference range, let's say the reference range of normal is 30 to 50 and you're on 31. (laughs) So you are like right at the bottom of what is the acceptable range And I feel like sometimes they don't tell us that and that's information that we would like to know because if you knew that, then you may consider trying to make changes or going to a naturopath or doing what you can to get into the like 40. Do you know what I mean? So 100%, if I had just had a failed cycle or if if I'd had multiple failed cycles, the first thing that I would be doing is looking at what blood tests have they run when were the blood tests last run and what um what do my figures look like are they in the normal reference ranges and whereabouts do they sit within that Hi, and thank you so much for listening today. This is Robin, and today's episode is brought to you by a new masterclass that I have launched, and I feel like it's going to be a game changer for anyone who would like more tools to navigate infertility, loss, and trying to conceive emotionally. I feel like it's also a lot of stuff that nobody's really talking about. The masterclass is called Three TTC Myths That Are Keeping You Anxious and Stressed. We're going to talk all about how to cope emotionally through infertility and loss and what to do instead so that you can finally step out of that muddy fog of infertility, of endless cycles of hope and grief so that you can reclaim your journey and your life. You can rediscover yourself and feel like the old you again in an easier, quicker and make your life more awesomer way. So to join me on this masterclass, head to robinburkin.com slash masterclass. It's free to attend. It'll take you about an hour. And like I said, I feel like it's some strategies that are not only easier than what most people are telling you when they give you a flick of the wrist and say, try a guided meditation, or when they give you things like just relax or just take a holiday, we're going to talk about the things that actually matter the myths that are keeping you stressed and anxious and the easier strategies that really do help people cope emotionally with trying to conceive loss and infertility. To learn more, go to robinburkin.com slash masterclass. Okay, let's get back into the episode. So the next thing that I would be looking at, and only you will know this, is am I still moving forward? Are there still rabbits in the hat that we can pull out or am I kind of at the end of the road? And I I put this as another one, but it's probably more or less the same. But are we doing the same shit and expecting a different result? 
This is my pet peeve. And some fertility specialists do it all the time. If you have done multiple IVF cycles and you're doing the exact same protocol and every time they're trying to go to blast and your embryos aren't lasting to blast, it's time to say, like, should we shake this up and do things differently? So one of the things that I always loved about my fertility specialist was he was absolutely, let's start at the beginning. Like, let's start with ovulation induction, even though like I ovulated like clockwork, my hormones were great. He was like, let's try and let nature do as much as it can, but let's do, he was like, we do two ovulation inductions. Then we do two IUIs. We ended up in the end, I think doing three IUIs because one of them got canceled because I had three embryos. And in Australia, they're super strict about uh, doing that. And then they were like, okay, and then let's do two IVFs kind of thing. So, you know, they were very much changing things as we went every cycle. I can never remember the medications that I took because they changed almost every cycle to tweak them to get better results and to get things to happen more optimally. So if you are on multiple cycles and there's no talk of doing anything differently, or if you are and this is where sometimes, you know, we all have limits and things that we do or we don't want to do, but sometimes we have to make really tough decisions. Am I being realistic and pragmatic here or am I, you know, trying to conceive naturally and literally every single appointment I go to with my doctor, he's saying to me, if you've got such a low chance of conceiving naturally, you really need to, you know, step it up and go to IUI or IVF or you need medications for this. And like, are we being fixed in not being able to change what we're doing in any capacity or is our fertility specialist doing the same shit and expecting a different result? If I'd had multiple failed cycles or unsuccessful cycles, whatever you want to call it, and nothing was taking, it just wasn't working and I wasn't getting any kind of improvement or joy or steps forward, I'd be going to get a second opinion and possibly multiple second opinions. In corporate land, I'm sure if you're in corporate land, you've done the same thing. There's always that philosophy of get three quotes And then you have a look at them and decide which you think is the best. If you've had multiple cycles that haven't taken, it might be time to get three opinions, right? The one of of the person you're seeing and then two others. What would someone else do differently? Is there someone who would vibe with you more? Is there someone who has a completely different approach? And you would be surprised at how differently different clinics and different specialists can be. Honestly, there can be wild differences. Even if, and I would say again as well, is there a point in getting a second opinion from a naturopath or a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner or just getting someone else who might understand your bloods to have a look at that and suggest it doesn't, you don't have to go down the route of having all these appointments, but you can have like a review slash consultation for them to have a look at what's going on for you and maybe what they would be doing differently as well. So, you know, 
I would definitely be going to get a second opinion, either from another specialist, maybe, you know, looking at how can I do things differently if what I'm doing isn't working. The next thing that I would do and the last thing that I would do, if I'd had multiple cycles that hadn't taken, is I would almost do like a bit of a life assessment at this point. If you are at this point, you have likely been trying to conceive for a while. And I'd be taking a step back and just really assessing my life and what I, this is the wheel of life. So some of you have done this with me through free challenges and things that I've had. And this is a worthwhile exercise to do sort of once a year or so. So I, you'd create a circle and then you split that into pies, right? So like six or eight slices of the pie and you look at the, diff- the big different areas of your life. How's my relationship going? What does my physical health look like? How is my emotional health right now? And look at all of these different areas in your life, the big areas. What about my friends and family? What about my purpose and fulfillment, my career, my finances? Having a look at all these areas and just getting a bit of a bird's eye view and ranking each of them from one to 10. And then I'd be looking at, okay, is there any areas that I am just not prioritizing right now that really need my attention in my life? Because, you know, here I've been head down, bum up, trying to get this done. And if you've, if I've, you know, had multiple, I mean, I have had multiple unsuccessful cycles, everyone, but if that's where I was at, it would probably be time for me to say, hold up, what's going on in my life now? What do I need to change? What can I do differently uh, in my life? And what can I put my energy towards? Um as we navigate, you know, what might be the next steps on our journey. And you don't need to know all of the answers. You don't need to have like a rock solid game plan. Sometimes all you need to do is know what the next right step is uh, and what that might look like for you. So hopefully if you if this is where you're at today, I hope that this gives you one or two things that you might be able to have a think about, have a consider and maybe consider doing as you navigate the next steps. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for tuning in to me today. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the Fertility Warriors. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can come and find me at Robin Birkin on Instagram. I share content almost every day. I answer lots of your questions and I love hearing from you at Robin Birkin on my Instagram channel. That's all for me today and I'll catch you next week. Bye.